Hi, this is Orhe, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Housewife in Training. I am talking about something a little bit different today, and I'm honestly very nervous about it, and I don't really have a specific reason, but I know that this topic can be controversial. Interracial dating is something a lot of cultures struggle with accepting. There are many layers to why interracial relationships are a little bit more complicated than dating within your race or culture. Sometimes it has to do with only one person feeling a certain way, like isolated or not accepted, but other times it's a clash from both sides. Those in interracial relationships have things they need to work out with when it comes to their differences, beliefs, traditions, and so on. And the situation is even more complicated when the families or those close to the individuals are reluctant to accept it. Before I introduce my guests, I just want to say this is in no way trying to bash Middle Easterns or any other culture that is brought up and discussed. It is completely normal to have some uncomfort when something introduced is foreign to what you're used to. However, it's what you do with that uncomfort that makes the actual difference. This episode is here to only discuss one person's experiences and not at all be an account to everyone's beliefs or opinions on this matter. Also, please forgive me. I think I say biracial multiple times during this episode, but I mean it interchangeably with interracial. All right, let's just get into it. I am joined by my best friend, Leona. Hi, Leon. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm <laughs> okay. great. Um, Leona is on today's episode because I wanted to talk about biracial dating and she is in a biracial relationship. Yes. And how long have you been dating Ryan? Um, or your obviously boyfriend. So <laughs> okay. I can just introduce him for you. <laughs> um, I've been dating my partner for... Um, it's going to be three years in December. Yes. Okay. And before we get started, I want to give people a little bit of a background of you, who you are, where you live, and what you do. Uh, do you want to touch on that? Yeah, I can do it. So I live in Southern California. I live in Riverside, California right now. I have my master's in marriage and family therapy, so I'm a therapist. I work from home. Um, I love it. I love helping people. I love listening to people. I love talking to people. I love talking. Um, so, yeah, you do. <laughs> yep, I do. Um, that's a little bit about what I do, and I, I live on my own. Um, How old were you when you moved out? When uh, you moved to college? When or when I... you, not you moved to college, but you moved for, for, my master's program? for your master's program? Um, I think it was, I was 22, turning 23. Okay, so, so you, yeah. Pretty, a long time. <laughs> yeah, a long time. Anyways, back to biracial dating. I think this is a very important topic to talk about because not just the Middle Eastern culture, but many cultures when it comes to biracial dating have a certain, um, what do you call it? Like, like the norm. It's not, it's not the norm. It's not the norm. It's yeah, not yeah. generally accepted. And I'm, and again, that goes back to like Greeks, Italians, Jewish, Indians, Asians. There's something to be said when you're bringing someone from a different culture or race into your family. And I, I completely agree with you. It's kind of like a culture shock, you know, kind of learning what we do and kind of learning what they do and, and learning the reasons behind traditions and, and how we talk and how we dress and, you know, our history and vice versa. So it's like a lot. It, it is a big culture shock. Yeah. And you said it's assimilation, basically. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like assimilating to a whole new culture and, and learning about a whole new culture and kind of like diving into it, submerging yourself. Into and it's it. things that you 
let's be honest, would not have to worry about if it was the same race. Exactly. Yeah. That's where the easiness comes in of dating within your race. I would love for you to kind of talk about how you went from dating or talking to Assyrian men and now dating someone who's Nigerian. And if it was ever something conscientious mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, I'm never going to date a Middle Eastern man again. Or d- was it because you just fell in love with this guy? I, I don't think it was a conscientious thing. I think when I lived in Turlock, it was kind of everything that I was used to. Um, Nothing that there isn't any diversity here, but I was submerged in a Syrian culture, a Syrian men, um, you know, youth group, church, all this stuff. And so when I moved to Southern California, I didn't have that. It was a bigger sea of fish, and I was just exposed to a lot more. And I wanted to give it a try. I wanted to learn. I wanted to try new experiences and talk to new people, meet new people. So I don't think it was a conscientious thing. I think it just kind of happened. Honestly, I never dated anyone who wasn't a Syrian or even talked to anyone who wasn't a Syrian. But that's because I lived in a town where that was my sea of fish. So when you went to Riverside, that was no longer the case for you. Yeah, when I moved to Riverside, it was kind of like I was the only Assyrian there. So that was no longer the case. You're right. I know this is going to be kind of controversial, but we've talked about this a lot in terms of your personality just did not match with what a lot of Assyrian men wanted. Um, I have a big personality. I'm very opinionated. I'm very loud. I talk a lot. I'm also very independent. I do things on my own. And I think traditionally, and I'm not saying all Assyrian men are like this, but traditionally Assyrian men like to be the breadwinners. And they like to have the big personality and they like to be the dominant one. Where for me, it's like, I kind of wanted that dominance as well. It is not unknown. And I feel like a lot of people can agree with me on this in the Middle Eastern culture as well. I should, I I need to say in a lot of cultures, men are the dominant Mm -hmm. and women are submissive. Mm -hmm. And women do whatever the man says. Mm -hmm. And that's something that men love and look for in a wife. Yeah. And you're, you're. I was just not having that. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I was not having that. I, I do kind of want to talk about how I became that way. My my family, my Assyrian family, isn't the most traditional. Um, I had a stay at home dad, and my mom was the breadwinner, and my mom worked. So I think that kind of was a role model for me, where it's like, hey, I can do this, and my dad can take care of kids, and my mom can do this. So it's kind of more Americanized in that way, where it's like we didn't kind of conform to the Assyrian traditions but also we upheld the Assyrian traditions and at the same time it was kind of like a balance of it that's what you were looking for in a partner someone who appreciates that you have kind of an alpha person I don't even want to say alpha personality but a big personality Mm -hmm. and can complement it instead of being intimidated by it exactly on the other hand if I'm being honest with you I don't have I mean I have a very dominant personality in certain things but I also really appreciate and love someone nurturing me Mm. and uh, them being a little bit or them being the more dominant person in the relationship and that's completely in my control it's not because I'm this weak person I've been conditioned to you know abide by whatever the man says I just choose to have that type of relationship and that's completely okay I think women have the choice to be whoever they want to be in their in their relationship if you want to be more nurtured by your partner beautiful if you want to be more independent from your partner beautiful but I think it's all perspective and it's all what you want kind of it's not black and white at all and just because you choose to be a little bit more submissive doesn't make you weak and just because you choose to be more dominant doesn't make you bossy or 
the B word in the <laughs> yeah. relationship. I don't want to curse, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, in our culture, if there's a woman who's a little bit more outspoken about the things that she wants or believes in, men shy away from from that. Yeah, when I went on my first date with my partner, my current partner right now, I literally just told him everything that I was wanting in my life, everything that I was wanting in a relationship, and everything I was wanting in a man. And he's like, yeah, 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 I got it. And you know what? He did get it. Like, it's been two years and some change, and we're still together. So I think that that was a big part of me choosing my partner, was the, the support and everything that I wanted in life. But not only that, but everything I wanted in a partner. Which I think is a great segue into kind of the next question I wanted to talk about is what were the qualities that you were looking for in a partner and why do you feel like your current partner met those qualities and other men didn't? I think what I was looking for in a partner, honestly, was someone just just supported, number one, my big personality, Um, my independence, allowed me to be who I am in my dominance and all, which, and I don't say dominance, I'm not, I'm not talking about being controlling, I'm not talking about controlling the relationship, but I'm talking about expecting an equal seat at the table. Is that that the word? Is that the expression? No, yes, yes. Like, I can do what you can do, you can do what I can do, everything is equal. That's what I was expecting. And I found that in my partner where it was like, I'm going to support you because I see your potential. And I know that your independence isn't anything doesn't make me less of a man. I think that's what was a big struggle for me because I was so independent. And I think I don't want to speak for men. But what I I felt was like men would feel smaller to me because I had kind of my stuff together. Intimidated. Yes. Perfect. Perfect word. I just want to say we're not sitting here trying to bash on men or Middle Eastern men in general. We're Never. specifically talking about our experiences with, you know, biracial dating. And a big reason for that is because Ryan is not Middle Eastern. And he's honestly not saying that Middle Eastern men can't accept an outspoken woman because my mom's very outspoken. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. my dad is very nurturing of her, you know, outspoken personality or big personality. But that again, that's not the norm. And that was your mom's experience because my mom is very outspoken too. You know my mom, um, and my dad's very accepting of that. But that wasn't how my experience was with the people that I was seeing. Yeah, and I will say when me and Ted first started dating, if I did something that was that people felt was a little bit more controlling, he would get called out on it. Oh, is your girlfriend making you do that? No, <laughs> like no. what? Yeah, I think and I, and I think that was a big thing too for me, where it's like I don't want my like I was saying before, I don't want my dominance or my independence to seem controlling, but it's like it helps the relationship. It balances it balances us out to a form of like we can compromise on things, but my light doesn't get dimmed and his light doesn't get dimmed. We're both shining exactly the same. I love how you explain that. When I first started dating Ted, I honestly heard a lot of common phrases like put your girl in check or don't let your girl tell you what to do. And I'm like, okay, but I have to sit here and say, yeah, my man can tell me what to do. And again, it's not about being one dominant and one submissive. Mm-hmm. It's just about, you know, not dimming each other's light, like you exactly. said. Mutual respect. Yes, mutual I, respect. I, think I am not disrespecting yes. you if I, I mean, obviously there are, there's ways you can disrespect yeah, someone yeah. in a relationship, but if I'm not okay with something and I speak up on it, and that's typically not what women speak up about, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm being disrespectful. Can Can I share a story? Yeah. Um, so, Why are you asking? Yes. Okay, obviously, we're here to share stories. I had an experience with, you know, my partner and one of his friends. 
where he was using the B word to describe women a lot. And I was very uncomfortable with that. And my partner, you know, my partner, you know, Ryan, he's very chill. He's very calm. So I spoke up. I said, hey, I'm uncomfortable with that. And that's, I left it at that. And then he used it again, like to describe women. And I literally put my foot down. I was like, hey, that's not cool. I'm getting offended. You not only said it around me, you said it around a lot of other women. I'm very respectful of you and you're not being respectful of me. And then he was like, okay, sorry, I won't say it anymore. I was like so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, Ryan's going to be so mad because... Wow, yeah. Your first initial reaction was, (laughs) my man's going to be mad at me for speaking up. And as soon as like we said, okay, bye guys, like they left. He was like, that was so cool. I was like... Oh my gosh, thanks. I was yeah, so happy. Yeah. Let's be honest, if a Middle Eastern woman did that and she goes home, her man would be like, don't ever embarrass me like that in front, in front of, of my friends, yes. in front of my friends, especially in front of my friends. And so I'm talking about that story gives me goosebumps because that was the moment where I was like, I didn't like I didn't disrespect his friend. I didn't call him names. I wasn't like I was very respectful of like why it bothered me. But like just getting that support from my partner where I was like, I want you to speak up if you're uncomfortable. I, I want you to talk for yourself. I, I would respect that about I you. would love to hear how many women who are dating men from cultures like ours have said that. I would love to hear it. If if your man has said that, please DM me and let me know. Comment below. Yeah, comment below. <laughs> I know we veered off of the topic of biracial dating, but I think whatever we just talked about kind of supported why for you mm-hmm. that was the best decision to not be with someone who's Middle Eastern. Yeah, everything just connects. So tell me how your parents took it when you introduced Ryan. They took it well. When I introduced him, they took it well. I was very, very anxious about telling anybody. We started dating in December. I don't think I told my parents until April. And I even told both my parents. I kind of just told my mom and said, relay the message to, you know, your husband. Um, Because I was so nervous. And then what was even more nerve-wracking was, like, after I told her, we went to Turlock in April that month, that, that year, 2020. And that was, like, when they first met him. And he stayed with us. It went honestly way better than I was playing it up in my head. Yeah, you had a really good experience. Many of our women or Australian women did not have that experience, mm-hmm. did not have their family accepting. And a, uh, a lot of it is like maybe the mom would be accepting of it, but the dad wouldn't. And the mm-hmm. dad would re- refuse mm-hmm. to meet the girl's boyfriend because he wasn't a Syrian. I lucked out here. Um, I don't want to say it was like easy going. And I don't want to call my dad out, but I think my dad thought it was like, not gonna last he always would make little comments like oh okay when you marry an Assyrian still wasn't because my dad didn't like Ryan my dad really just wanted me to be with someone within our culture he even said one time like I want I want you this was pre-Ryan like I want you to marry someone and date someone that I can have a conversation with and for me that was a big deal like it made me it made me a little like warm inside like okay I get that but you can't help who you fall in love with. I think that's the, that's the main part for me. Yeah. Yeah. You were way oh more nervous to tell my parents <laughs> that you weren't dating an Assyrian than your parents. Dude, I was so... Okay. So Orde had this party in October and that was the first time that Orde's parents would meet Ryan. I'm getting goosebumps thinking, talking about it because I was like, Orde, I'm so nervous. But... <laughs> It went well. You had way more anxiety. I mean, you had anxiety with your parents meeting Ryan, but I feel like you were just on a different level when other Assyrian people met Ryan for the first time. Yes. Like even bringing him to my party. Oh my gosh, yes. And you know what's funny? I even talked to Ryan about these anxieties and he's like, babe, it's fine. Everything's going to be cool. I've never been 
with a Nigerian man. And Ryan would always say, hey, I've been black my whole life. I'm used to all this stuff. And it's like, okay, I'm not. So I'm having a lot of anxiety bringing him around a whole bunch of Assyrians because I think it was, again, in my own head. And you were just protective over him. You didn't Mm -hmm. want people to judge him. You didn't want people to single him out. Exactly. Yeah. It was a lot of that stuff. I think that the hardest part was introducing him to my closest friends. For me. But not for him. Like, you know, Ryan, he's a very lovable, talkative, gets along with anybody kind of guy. And I think it was all, the anxiety was all coming from me. Because I'm like, I don't know what to expect. Because if someone says something, I'm going to go off. And that's yeah, how you I felt. Ca- you came in already defensive, waiting for someone to say something. To or, swing. Yeah. Exactly. To swing. Yeah. And you're ready to swing back. Thankfully, no one did. What were the things that you would think about that would kind of have you on the edge whenever Ryan was around Assyrians? Okay, so I'm going to be honest. When I first started dating Ryan, and it was in 2019. <laughs> it was in 2019, and 2020 happened right after that, obviously. And around the time that I brought him around my friends and family is when the whole political stuff was happening surrounding BLM, George Floyd, and most Assyrians leaned to the right a little bit. And I think that was very anxiety-filled for me because I was like, I don't know how these conversations are going to go because we would have these conversations. And for me, it was like I was nervous because I didn't know how Ryan would feel. Also, I didn't know how I would feel and how I would communicate because I'm a big advocate for BLM. I'm a big advocate for equality. And I think that's that was a big, big anxiety for me. Also, I don't want I didn't want anyone to think just because I was supporting BLM That means I'm not supporting Assyrian policies or Assyrian culture. I think that you can do both. There's a balance of supporting your own culture, but also humankind. Honestly, I was one of those people who sometimes felt like you weren't advocating for us as much. And I think that's a very valid feeling to feel, Odey. But I think at the time that I was supporting BLM so much, nothing was going on for me to advocate for Assyrians. Yeah. Like, that's how I looked at it. Where it's like, this is happening now, and I'm feeling very connected to it. The only hesitation I have for people not dating within their culture, specifically for Assyrians, is our culture is already dying. Mm -hmm. Our language is disappearing by the decade. So when I see people who are dating outside of their culture, it just makes me feel like, dang it, we we lost another Mm -hmm. one. But obviously, that has changed in terms of like, I see how happy Ryan makes you, and I out of everything, I just want you to be happy in your mm-hmm. life. And I want someone to respect you and someone to take care of you and someone to love you for you. And that trumps everything else. And I completely see that because I remember shooting you a text one time, actually, and saying, am I doing something wrong here? Because I did. You mean by dating Ryan? By dating Ryan, because there was a comment that was like, not made towards me, but like our culture is dying, our language is dying, and I don't know. I felt responsible, and I'm like, wait, no, give me a second. I need to talk to Odey, and I want to talk to you personally because you are such immersed in our culture. And when I had that conversation with you, and I think my sister too, you guys made me feel so comfortable. You guys made me feel so valid, and even though you had your opinions. I think this is after kind of you met Ryan and you knew him for, you know, a year and a half. You made me feel okay because I did also have those insecurities and it was hard. It was hard to go through that. I hate to ever make you feel like you are doing your people wrong by not dating someone Assyrian or marrying someone Assyrian because 
that doesn't mean my culture is dying with me. Yeah. Like, there's a way you can exactly still... my kids are just gonna learn Assyrian. My dad's gonna teach him how to read and write it. And this is just me talking. Like that's gonna happen for sure. Sung Fiona that today. I already told my yeah. dad, and he's already down with it. He's like, "Yeah, I'll teach him. I'll be their Assyrian school teacher." There like, are many biracial couples who can uh, embrace both both, both cultures. cultures. Yeah, this is a PSA too. It's okay if you do not want to date someone outside of your culture, and you have a preference for dating mm-hmm. an Assyrian or who, whatever your culture is. But it's not okay to expect or shame other people for not following your preferences. I completely, I completely agree. Like I said before, relationships and you are very individualistic. You can make your decisions on however you feel right for you. I think that's the most important part of it. Yeah, and there are many Assyrian couples who don't bra- embrace their traditions and culture and language. So exactly. what makes them better than you just because their blood reads Assyrian? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And honestly, there has been comments made around me that have made me uncomfortable to who I'm dating, who I chose to date. And I think that gives me a lot of sadness and anxiety sometimes. But the way I kind of move past is, I honestly, I talk to Ryan about it and he comforts me and like, babe, I don't think they meant it that way or it's okay. It's going to be fine. Like, we just talk about it. Yeah, it's funny because what you care about sometimes, to Ryan, it's like, what? He doesn't care. He doesn't (laughs) doesn't care care at all. You almost care more than him, but yeah. Yes, and I think it brings us back to, like, this is my first experience, you know, dating someone outside of my race, but not only out of my race, but Nigerian, you know? But for him, it's like, he's been Nigerian his whole life. Nothing's changed. So, you're not engaged now. Nope. But your future (laughs) wedding. It's going to be epic. (laughs) How do you think you're going to balance two cultures or bringing two families from very, very different backgrounds to celebrate you and Ryan? Oh, my God. That's so nerve-wracking. I don't even want to think about it. And I think it's because, I don't know. It's just like they're very diverse cultures, but they're also very similar in their ways. Like if you've ever looked up like a Nigerian wedding, I think we looked it up together, a Nigerian wedding walk-in or entrance. It's kind of similar to Assyrians. Um, So I think it's going to be okay. But also there has to be a lot of compromise where it's like on my end, I think, when it comes to the Assyrian culture, there are some things that I don't agree with. But I will do for my parents. Like what? I don't like when they buy the bride. Oh, my god! I think that for me is... Okay, yeah. I, I think that's so silly. It's so silly. It's so old school. For me, it's like I don't... I, <laughs> I'm an independent woman. You can't buy me. But also, it's It's, important for my... It's a tradition at this point. Yeah, I know the... To play devil's advocate, I know the meaning behind it. The Mm -hmm. concept is like a dowry. But now I feel like people do it for shits and giggles. Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I don't... I think I would just do that. Yeah. And I think you feel so strongly about that because you are a very... uh I don't want to say very feminist, but it, it is. You, it's yeah. like goes against your kind of feminist But beliefs. like not the feminist where I hate men. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the feminist where I want equality. Um, Thank you for clarifying. No. Leona. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I think I want to uphold that tradition for my mom and my dad. They're really excited about that. I want to do it for them and I will. But there are other things that I don't think that I'll do. Um, like the Dali Buta. I'm just going to ex-nay that. Because I don't think... Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't do it anymore. I know. Too, so and it's good. it's very old-fashioned. And I was talking to my mom about this, I actually. I did it, but whatever. 
No, no, no. You can't. I'm not judging you at yeah. all for that. But for me personally, I just don't like it. And I was talking to my mom about it. And she's like, okay, well, we don't have to do that. She's like, but why don't you like it? I'm like, I don't want like my whole family to be involved. Like, I just want Ryan to ask my mom and my dad. Oh, and Joe and Ilana. But yeah, because th- those are the four people that are important to me. And then that's it. And then, Not like, what your uncle or aunt has to say about the matter. Exactly. And then... I kind of want it to be more of the mirror condition where he just proposes to me, secret surprise. Yeah, yeah, Happen soon, please. Also controversial. Go ahead. <laughs> How did his culture or family or people accept you? I, and do you think he felt the same anxi- anxieties you felt? Ryan has no anxiety in his bones. <laughs> um, he, I actually asked him about this the other day. And he's like, your family wasn't the first loud family I've been a part of, Leona. He actually told me, culturally, Nigerian families are really loud. His are just an outlier. His family is so quiet, you can hear my hair drop in their house. <laughs> because they're just so chill, they're so calm. Um, like They're all just doing their own thing. And then you come to my house and it's like my big fat Greek wedding on steroids. Yeah. But outside of that, did you also feel like they weren't thrilled for Ryan not to be dating a Nigerian woman and to be dating a Middle Eastern? I think, like we said earlier, generally all the cultures want you to marry it within your culture. And I think that was a big thing when I did meet his extended family. I did kind of feel out of place. It was awkward for me. Um, It did take me a minute to kind of feel more comfortable talking to them. And they weren't quiet. They were loud. They were talking. They were like my family. So I thought it would be more comfortable for me, but it wasn't because I felt out of place. Anyone made comments towards you? Um, There was a comment made like, you have to learn our culture. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're both going to learn each other's culture. No, no, no. You have to learn ours first. And I was like, it kind of took me back because I wanted to jump, <laughs> you know, Um, but it was his family. So I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then Obviously, on the ride home, I talked to Ryan. I was like, hey, that was a little weird, huh? He's like, yeah, it's okay. Like, you're fine. I, we have an understanding. We don't have to let outside voices in. Is there a part of you that regrets not being with an Assyrian? Absolutely not. I'm so in love. To end kind of on a positive note, I think this new generation is much more accepting of people's differences. Mm-hmm. So I don't... I, I think we're moving away from someone feeling shameful for not being or be sorry for feeling shameful for being in a biracial relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for women and men who are having some or stressing a little bit about introducing someone to their family who's not from the same race or culture? Yeah, I think number one, trust your gut. If you know you found your person, you find your person. Number two, talk to your partner about it. I know it might seem like an awkward thing where it's like, I talked to Ryan. I said, hey, I'm feeling awkward. I'm feeling nervous about introducing you. And this is why, A, B, and C. Communicate with your partner. Tell them what you're feeling. And ultimately, what it just comes down to is being confident in your decisions and who you are as a person and knowing yourself. Because I know myself. I know the love I have for my culture. And I know dating someone outside of my culture doesn't take away the love I have for my people. From an outsider's perspective, I also have some advice. I think that you cannot control other people's opinions and you can only control your own actions and your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if you keep fighting for other people to believe what you believe or be okay with the things you're okay with, it's only going to cause you more stress. And the, the second that you accept that, hey, other people 
will not think like me in turn it'll just make you a little bit happier i completely agree i think in life you have to just be confident in yourself and if someone doesn't agree with your choices that's okay we all have different opinions well thank you so much for being on this episode i can't wait for us to have future episodes together they honestly thank you so much for inviting me to do this episode with you i think it's so important and i think it's something that people get scared to talk about and i'm so happy that you have this platform and you're doing this and having these tough conversations so good job <laughs> thank you all right tune in next week for another episode of housewife in training